Episode 23, Kicking Halflings and Taking Names. Longley, what's your favorite Christmas carol, holiday song? Rocking around the Christmas tree. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That is also my favorite Christmas carol. No way. I'm not kidding. That really is. That was the first thing that came to mind. Is it really? Yeah. Do you know why I like it? Why? Because it's, it's rocking. Yeah. It's not that many other songs. My other favorite Christmas song, you guys, you guys know Charlie Brown stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That there's that one like little piano. do 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 Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could literally look it up on my phone and play it for you right now, but it's more fun to just do the doo-doos myself. Uh, Josh, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite? It's, it's holiday season on the um, Adventures in the Lollygagging podcast, whatever the hell episode number we are. Uh, but we're recording near Christmas. We're, we're recording enough. really late. I'm, I'm pausing. I'm, I'm stalling here for Josh. And I've made everyone but Coder a cocktail. Coder isn't, isn't like drinking cocktails, but everybody else. Well, actually, no, Long, you didn't get one either. All right, we've got to pause the podcast. You had your tight tea, though, so yeah. it's all okay. Yes. So, uh, so Josh, what's, uh, what's your favorite uh, holiday um, song, holiday season song? I really like the one, it's John Lennon, right? The So This Is Christmas or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one. Okay, that right nice. on. It's a good answer. It's a good answer. It's a good answer. Let's, let's see. Uh, we, uh, what's the family feud line? It's a good answer, good answer. And then it's like, show me... All right, no one here watches Family Feud. Okay, <laughs> no, uh, that's fine. Uh, Look away. Okay, Ashley, what's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite little Christmas Christmas song? Um, I used to really like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Oh God, I hate that song. It would make oh, me, wow. it would make oh. me cry. I know, me too. So why do you like so it? So my grandpa bought me a moose. Yeah. It's not a reindeer. Right, but they're would, much bigger. It would play the song when you hugged it. Mm-hmm. So I would cry oh. as I'm hugging this moose because I love my grandma. So sure, you know. sure. Uh, yeah, I always thought that was kind of funny because you got run over by a reindeer. Uh, well, they, weren't you just watching a movie? That, Melissa was just watching. Melissa's been watching like really crappy Christmas movies on like random, random channels. Not AMC. No, no, not those. Okay. AMC yeah. has been doing. I was She's watching. watching too. What yes. was that? You were, you were watching one on like it was Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, but it was this very complicated, complicated plot about how like the nieces were trying to take the company that Grandma owned. Yep. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, and then uh, Coder, you got one. You got one for us. The main one that I remember is just because I was in an awful play, and it was uh, Jingle Bell Rock. Wait, what? <laughs> you were in a play? Oh I was gosh. in a lot of plays and uh, chorus when I was in elementary and middle school. Unfortunately, are you freaking serious? <laughs> yes, I want pictures. I know your parents <laughs> listen to the podcast, so Mama Coder, Dada Coder. <laughs> I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know your names. Uh, can we get pictures of of Coder when he was uh, when he was in his school plays? Yeah. Right on. I'm sure they have them somewhere. Okay, so all right, rocking around. The I'm gonna Christmas get a call from your mom. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Okay. So speaking of complicated plots, uh, do you guys remember what, what's going on? We haven't played since just before Thanksgiving, so this is this is pretty crazy for us. Uh, do we remember what's going on in the podcast? You know, we, should we just start over? Yeah, let's. I think we just let's start roll over. some new characters. All right, you guys are in and in. There's music playing. That's great. What, what do we see? It's Christmas. My name Christmas. is Stephanie. It's, it's, <laughs> and I really like drinking peppermint cocktails. Yeah, I made uh, I made Ashley a, a peppermint uh, peppermint mule. I'm drinking a dark and stormy Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you okay there? Ashley needs to finish swallowing her drink before you make a joke. I've been, I've been making that dark and stormy Daniels joke for the last like an hour and a half, and no one's laughed until now. So that's great. It's awesome. Uh, all right. So, do we remember what actually is going down in our in our stupid podcast? <laughs> so, I mean, I can jump to the end if you want. Otherwise, oh. well, the end's the fun part, so we'll wait on that. Okay. Yoinks. Uh, but yeah, do we, do we recall? Yeah, we're rallying yes. up the town while it's winter. <clears throat> yeah. So winter is 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 landing. Like it's hitting at this point. It's not like super cold yet, but it's getting there. Snows are falling. Uh, there was that big old winter meeting where Chofi and sitting on the shoulders <laughs> of this tall drink of water over here. We're like riling up some folk. 
That went well. But then you also, later on, when you were drinking your moonshine, Chovy, you and Zofia, probably not really working together, just like <laughs> just kind of just working completely independent of one another, but so happens to work. Sophia uh, stumbled upon like a little clue-ish that revealed a secret meeting place. So like we've been working on this conspiracy thing for a while. I've been using this yes. conspiracy rules from the Man- for the Mongoche uh, expansion for uh, or supplement, excuse me, for uh, for Zweihander. And the way it works is that for every three clues that you that you find, you uncover a new lead. When it, and for every three leads, you uncover a revelation. And revelations tend to come at around the time when you all move into a new class. So like, or new into a new tier. So like you've been, you're finishing a basic tier and we are on the verge of that big revelation because you guys have collected a bunch of clues. we got our little bulletin board over there to the side from where we record and you got a big revelation and leading to that revelation is this last bit of information that Sophia was able to figure out uh, by, by, stealing this little note that was slid under another person's door in your dormitory and then Erwin translating it into being like time, a meeting time and place for some sort of underground rebel group that seems to be operating in and around Verdun, probably smuggling weapons, stealing gunpowder, possibly who knows what else. There's all these different books that are circulating around the town that have to do with the overthrow of the monarchy and stuff. So there's some like serious stuff going down. And you all tracked to a specific bakehouse. And there's a there's a there's a moment where you all decided you were gonna split up. And so you split up, you had two groups, and you were looking at this bakehouse, and you were listening in, trying to over in you know eavesdrop. Erwin heard a handful of knocks, a specific rhythm, six knocks, I think it was. Yes. You went up to the door, you see that there's this little this little chalk sketch symbol of the Umbat Nor language that none of you actually know, but you know what it is now. That was probably giving directions on what what the, the entry folk have to do in order to, to gain entry. But Erwin was able to listen in to what like a previous group. But then Tall Drink of Water and Showy <laughs> went uh, up and like, ah, oh, no problem, not yeah, the door. In as well. no, they no, got no, in no. just fine. I got in, no problem. And so you uh, you got led inside, down into this cellar, this big house. It smells delicious, by the way. It just smells wonderful here. It smells like it's 3.30 a.m. at a Krispy Kreme. It just, it's wonderful. And you go downstairs, and you see about 15 or so people crowded into this, this cellar, this makeshift stack of crates, like a stage for someone to give some kind of soapbox oration. And as this figure, draped in everyone in the room, is either hooded or masked in some way, so no one's revealing who they are. And as they go to give this this some sort of welcome speech or directions or whatever whatever it is, the doorman kind of whispers something to them. And that's when it's revealed that er, uh, excuse me, that Chovy and Bear did not make the proper knock. And Irwin, do you remember the very last thing that we ended on? Because I know you like the ends. How do we end? Zoink Scoob? Yeah, Zoink Scoob. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty, pretty accurate. As the knives uh, dig into the backs of both Cho- uh, Chovy and Bear. I don't know why I can't pronounce it. Probably because I had three Dark and Storm. All right. Three? Uh, yeah, I had one before you got here. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and that's where we're going to start. So, oh, no. The two of you feel like this sharp... But somewhat, it's not like trying to stab you, but you can feel as if they know that you're not who you say you are. And the knives go against you, and you can feel blades, and you see quickly as other individuals start to circle around the two of you. Erwin, Zofia, Lavinia, they don't seem to be coming for you, actually. But instead, multiple figures start to circle around you. One of them, standing behind Bear, reaches up and pulls back on the hood that's covering your head, revealing the beautiful face of Bear. My beautiful mustache. Another person reaches down and pulls back on the hood of Chovy, revealing the, you know, mildly attractive face <laughs> of Chovy. I'll just slowly raise my hands like, okay. hey, I'm not trying to start a fight. Um, so I'll start off and be like, uh, I didn't mean to intrude. We're just trying to... All right, I'll come clean. 
we've been we came to this town we're, we've been looking for someone we heard he came in touch with some shady people you guys seem to fit the bill chovy here saw you guys coming in we'd like hey we'll just follow in uh maybe see if we get a lead on where our buddy's at and you can hear uh, that people are starting to murmur and around you and some people are just like you should just kill him now don't I mean, take any chances we got no allegiances in this place we just showed up we don't know what's going on we don't know the rules so it starts, to, it starts to get kind of loud as like 15 people are just, some of them are shouting, some of them are speaking quite loudly, like, just kill him. We should hear him out. Just kill him. You heard him at the at the town meeting. They, they don't have any love. And after a certain point, they all suddenly start to go, go quiet as the figure on top of that little soapbox makeshift stage has his hands up in the air. He's got this kind of dark blue cloak hood kind of going over his face you can see that there's a wrap underneath that's covering the bottom half you can't see underneath and he says friends calm i'm pointing myself me too that remains to be seen take their weapons and so they start like groping into your clothes uh, looking they find for my shiv and slink okay are you trying to they can have it okay so they start to stake taking anything they can get their hands on that might be construed as a weapon so if you have knives if you have dirks if you have your maul with you uh which would have probably stuck out the yeah. the actual cloak itself. <laughs> <laughs> i use it for for kneading no <laughs> totally for kneading dough um but the voice says yeah they won't rush to judgment but as you are not invited here I don't believe that it's wise for us to leave you here. We're going to go and have a nice little nap. And he just nods. You guys can feel these huge clubs just clunk down on the back of your heads. Chovy goes out and like, one, no problem, just falls down. <laughs> but they hit like bear like three times. Someone pulls over a stool, steps up on top of it, climbs up, conks you on the head. Uh, Both of you. I feel that in the morning. What about the three of you? You just you see this happening and the the two of your your friends, your compatriots, crumple to the ground, uh, knocked out, essentially, treating you as defenseless at this point for free knockdown. You don't do anything. You're just sort of blending. We're blending. We're assessing the yep. level of risk. Lavinia yeah. is blending. Blending. Okay. Kick me while I'm down. Hey, get down. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, some people are actually doing that. You see them wow. dig through, and then they start dragging your bodies out. It's pretty easy for Chovy, but for Bear, there's like two people. So three total people start dragging these two bodies out of the room, back up to the main level of the bakehouse. They're going to make bread out of us. And you guys don't know where they go. The cellar door shuts, a moment passes, and no one comes back down. It's going to be like, what was that movie? They make the meat pies out of people? I don't know, but that sounds delicious. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney yeah, Sweeney Todd. Todd. That's what. Oh yeah, we went. I'm to, like you yeah. saw the play. Yeah, I, was, I saw the play. What am I talking about? It's the <laughs> it's the it's the four dark and stormy. Okay, sorry. We're on four now. <laughs> Never just keeps going up. <laughs> so, as people are shouting, a lot of people are upset. I'd say the the voices. You want to say you recognize some, but it's hard to tell. And a lot of people have masks on or muffled in some way, but. Uh, you hear, again, the voice. Quiet friends, wait until we have proper securities in place. Quiet. And everyone just, again, keeps quiet. They talk to one another here or there. You hear people referencing the two of them, having seen them perhaps in the, in the box elder or seen them at the town meeting, something like that. Nothing that's too revealing yet. But they have made a public spectacle of themselves before, both drunkenly and outwardly in front of the town council, that it's unsurprising that they would be recognized. And they are a bit of an obvious pair, <laughs> six foot <laughs> five dude and like a three foot tall dude together. So, but after a moment, you see another figure open up and come down the stairs dressed in kind of a, a bluish robe, uh, kind of almost like a gray blue. And it seems to be a, a feminine figure. And... She wanders up and leans over the, the stack of, of crates and whispers something into the main speaker's ear. At that, the figure out front, cla- up front claps his hands together a bit and says, Friends, friends and fellow residents of the soon-to-be-free city of Verdun, 
We have toiled these many months, these many years, beneath the thumb and the gaze of a governor who cares not for the folk he is meant to govern. People around you are just starting like, yes, yes. Small little claps, things like that. We have labored from sunset to sunrise, first day to seventh, midwinter to midsummer to autumn's end, only to see the profit of that labor taxed, the product of that labor taken in shit southward to a nation that declared categorically we were not fit to call member, not fit to call neighbor, not fit to call citizen. And everyone's shouting, yes, yes, yes. And so we will no longer behave as such. We will not return with hats in hand, with our debts paid, our exiles complete, to ask forgiveness. People say, no, 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 we will not. We will not do such a thing. Nor will we remain prisoners in a town we grew, in homes we built, on land whose treasures we unearth, and whose danger we are forced to face. They take those treasures. They deny those dangers. They scoff at our need for resources and security, and they disparage our blood, the very blood that keeps the heart of Verdum beating. And everyone's just like, yes, no, I'm like not along. It's getting, you're getting uppity. People are bumping into you. Yes, yes. And like, you can see some people slapping each other on the back. People are trying to, and they're doing it really loudly at this point. And it's like three o'clock in the morning. I start to wonder, like, are they afraid of being heard? Very, very loud. But friends, soon, this will not be the case. Soon, I will not need to gather you in secret, but instead in the open streets of our city, on the level ground, as equals. There will no longer be need, as there was tonight, to cloak and mask ourselves from each other. And everyone looks at one another, and no one has demasked themselves or de-hooded themselves. Everyone's still completely clouded from any sort of identity. Even the voices themselves are kind of muffled underneath like these heavy cloth. Up on his high perch sits our governor, Detlev Poke. And you can hear people just starting to start to boo and all sorts of like, yes, fuck him, fuck the governor. <laughs> the prideful in prickly cast out we have been deemed to follow, to obey. He is of the blood, we have been told. Regal and royal and unequivocally better than you. People start to chatter like, he's not better than me. Not at all. He's not better. I ask you then, is he better at sowing the fields than you? And people start like calling response. No, no, no he's no, not. No. Is he better at building homes and storehouses than you? No, no, no. no. Does he craft better tools and weapons than you? Does he bake better bread than you? Does he mine ore, cut timber better than you? And everyone's at this point in this crazy fervor, stomping their feet, rattling all the different boxes and crates and barrels. And then the speaker like breaks down into like a little bit of a, a laughter. <laughs> Does he hunt better than you? And everyone in the room just starts to laugh, like just full bodied belly laughs. Ah, yes, you have heard it as well. The great hunter who rides forth with his blood wardens, who fire his bullets, who swing his blade, who perhaps even shake his cock to that the last bit of piss fall to the earth. And everyone just bursts into laughter. Now, our governor is but the empty, cowardly head atop a fat an impotent snake. People start snickering. Like, that's not all he's impotent about, I've heard. 
can't even get a child in his wife's belly, I heard. It is time, past time, my friends, to cut off the head of that snake and choose our own destinies. Our allies in the mountains have made their preparations. Careful, though, we have all been. And careful we will need to be to keep the bloodshed from the streets of Verdum, because there are good neighbors here who will no doubt align with the familiarity of history. We're the only order they have known. I remind you here tonight that those people here are the ones that understand, but those people in the streets still need to be educated. They are not our enemies, I remind you. He who sits in the perch, those who defend that perch, are our enemies. We afford those people in the streets every chance to join the fold. We do not kill lest there be no other option. In my heart, I know they will all join the cause once they see for themselves that such a cause is possible. Everyone nodding, shaking their heads, getting a little fired up. The time to act is soon, my brothers and my sisters. On the first heavy snow, when the sky no longer reveals the time of day, our allies in the mountains will take the nest and we, friends, must secure the streets of Verdum. Their sign, I am told, will be unmistakable. Look to the north, they tell me, and you will see it. You all have your assignments. Trust that this day has been years in the making, and that a greater faculty than my own have orchestrated the movements. We will not meet again unless circumstances change. Rest assured, we are prepared. The city will be ours. The city is ours. The Augurs have forecasted a long and terrible winter. The sun will be a stranger to us, but it is through this cold crucible that our liberation will come. And everyone just starts freaking out at that point. It's like a mosh pit, like Lollapalooza. People throwing <laughs> stuff off the walls, <laughs> bouncing off one of their flippers in. And then people start to kind of move off into small little groups, chatting and talking. You see that kind of blue cloaked figure pull the main speaker off to the side for a moment. They talk quietly to themselves. You see another large figure. Can't quite make out the shape. Female, male, not entirely sure. Come over to join that conversation. And then the three of them leave while everyone else stays. Another person steps up briefly. And the voice is, is female. Probably older. We know all assignments. And we know that now is not the time to be careless Follow the protocols. They are in place for a reason. Wait. Disperse. Take a different route back to your homes. Be careful. Be mindful of any who are too curious. Good night, my brothers and sisters. And you see her hot down. And then she and like two others, they leave. You can see that every couple of minutes, someone leaves. What are the three of you doing? I would say that we've been kind of forming our own little group. So when people are turning around to other people and talking, we're just kind of huddling the three of us and acting like we kind of came together and joining in the yeses and the noes and just looking like at everybody else. At a certain point, else. someone stops by your group at this point. Are you ready, brothers, sisters? Are you ready? Yes. Very noticeable accent, too. Different for those of you who have been on the seas. So both of you, Sophia Irwin... Very Kuakuan, almost, kind of an island of the island nation. I would not ask your assignments, but keep your head focused on that which is important. Sophia is just nodding her head, but, you know, still keeping the cloak down. It shall be the endless rain no longer. Kind of gives this little salute. Fist to, fist to heart. Half quarter of a bow. Leaves two other people join. It's probably about about eight or nine people left in the room. Lavinia is really just like nodding because her accent is very <clears throat> sure noticeable for, for sure. Uh, we're gonna try and after the, the like then be the next group to leave. 
make okay. our way towards. Okay. So, as you've been watching, you notice it's been, you know, maybe about five minutes or so between groups. So you kind of wait a little bit. Roll eavesdrops test, if you like. Routine. Actually, no, make it easy. It's a small room. Nope. Nope. Zofia? Pass. Zofia, you're the only one who kind of picks up a conversation in the corner. Between a couple of voices. One of them says, I saw this one in the alley. Little one. He was with another gnomish woman. Had a bit of a bit of a mouth on that one. Are we sure they're not here as well? I saw them at Loudon's dormitory. They had another one, dark-skinned fella, very noticeable hat. Is, is the leader aware of this? I was like, the leader is aware of everything, yes. Trust in his judgment. He will be fine. I don't know. What do you think they're going to do with him? The same thing they do with all of them. They will give them an opportunity to join the cause. And should they decline, well... There'll be an open room at Loudon's. And then, as the three of them in that little group start to make their way towards the stairs, do you beat them to it? I would be heading that direction unless someone tried to stop me. Okay. Alright, so the three of you go out. Just roll a couple. Don't go worry, I'm just going to roll a little dice right here really quick. Hmm, what's he doing over there? Okay. So the three of you leave. Obviously not taking the same path back. We want. I want to, like go down a, a street like okay. go down an alley like loop or like do weird loops. do you stay together do you split up split up yeah okay yeah okay so yeah. you're all all of you going by yourselves different direction Lavinia is kind of trailing after Zofia okay but there's there's distance we're not like right next to each other okay and the instruction was for everyone to disperse okay where are you headed Box Elder I was just gonna walk around for a while kind of like okay. just go around and wait like maybe 30 45 minutes before i were to head back okay so it's before long before dawn a couple hours at least very cold very windy doesn't seem to be any snowfall currently but you can see the remnants of some from the previous few days still lingering the rooftops you know icicles have been falling but you can definitely see some piling up roll an awareness test secret 18. You look around and periodically you see another figure. You can't look too carefully maybe, but they seem to be cloaked and hooded. You can't tell if they're just sort of doing the same thing you are or if they're following you. You take some odd turns here and there to see if they take those odd turns as well and they don't seem to be following you at all. After about a half an hour, you wander back in the direction of Loudon. What are you thinking right now? Two of your compatriots were just beat over the head and dragged out of a cellar. I feel like that splitting up has caused nothing but problems for us. And if we can manage to find where they're at. Is this the guy who just split us up? Well, they they said for us to split up, but we split the group beforehand uh, to be more communicative about it, about what we're doing. Because that wasn't very well thought out. I'm kind of frustrated with myself for not thinking of a better way for it to be done. Okay, two of them, are, but they're missing. Yeah. Do you are you trying to do anything about it? Or you well, I, I wanted to <laughs> be like, well, maybe they'll show. Up. I wanted maybe. to double back on my way, like okay. to and walk by and see if there's any kind of tracks or anything that is like somebody being dragged. Okay. So you want to double back eventually after that half an hour? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Zofia, go ahead and make a secret awareness test. Lavinia, you can do the same. 70 fail. 41. Okay. So the two of you split up, but Lavinia, like you said, you're trailing her for a little bit. What are you doing, Sophia? Sophia's the only one that heard that mm -hmm. discussion. You didn't really have a clear time about, to convey it. Yeah. So about kind of what's likely to happen next. So Sophia's definitely worried about what's going to happen to them. And this is now the second time in a fairly short period of time in which people have been left behind or you know, there hasn't been an immediate availability to come to the aid of the group, um, which is a very disconcerting feeling. Um, 
so Zofia is definitely thinking about okay I can't go back because that would be suspicious if I went back in and kind of nosed around and I'm definitely not big enough to get both of them out so that's not really going to work um, are you heading back to Loudon's eventually that would be where I'm going again I'm kind of serpentine in my direction but definitely like going back to Loudon's would potentially give the ability to at least as you're, have a chat as you're passing down an alleyway cutting through just again serpentining you see a figure step out in the shadows of the street in front of you kind of blocking the alleyway forward and you kind of look around behind you maybe you just turn back to go the other way and as you do that on the other end of the alleyway you see another figure step out as well in a voice that has now become familiar to you hey sister can't say i seen you at these meetings recently you a new convert you recognize the voice as being sure, sure. the kuakuan no uh this is a bearded man that you all you stole and chovy stole a book oh from. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah indeed how did you find that meeting out of curiosity how did you get recruited into the movement i wonder really not something that we uh discuss openly with anyone he takes a couple steps forward the one in front of you and you can hear behind you there's a Another one sneaking up behind you. He's like, oh, I gotta say, I, you sound quite familiar to me. You look quite familiar too. It's not easy to forget a shape like yours. I don't mean it as an insult, of course. Just sometimes I like to know who it is we're working with. You see him at that point pull back his hood just a little bit. And you can see this like bushy beard underneath. Eyes still kind of cloaked. I got a feeling you and I have met in one of these alleyways before, just a few nights back. Lavinia sees this happening, so she kind of ducks into an alleyway, and she takes off her cloak, and she works it into her skirts, so it's not obvious that it was a cloak. Mm. And she comes and she starts making some noise as she's bumbling down, and she clearly starts making her way towards where all these people are. Okay. And she goes and she spots them. She's, hey, oh, I, I lost my friends in the box shelter, uh, and she kind of like cocks her head and she looks at them to see what they say. Uh, they just look at you and they say, "Well, they're not in here. Look somewhere else. Off with ya." I'm pretty sure he looks a bit like you, and she looks at the tall one with the beard. Mm. How close are you getting? Um. Because they would not, uh, they won't let you pass. Like if you no, try, if I mean, you're trying to pass by them to get closer to, they they would. Not quite yet, but she's okay. she's just kind of like wobbling over towards there, mm-hmm. and uh, and then she kind of makes a show of like tripping, and then she just kind of like plops on the ground and starts <laughs> just laughing as she sits there. And then you can see uh, Sophia as the the guy with the, the beard kind of gives a. Have a little guy nod in the direction of the dude who's behind you, and he wanders over to where Lavinia is on the ground, and he's like, "All right, yo, beg, I'll help you find him." And she, he tries to pick you up, and like, "We're not even close to the box elder. Come on, this way." And he starts to try to lead you back towards the box elder. Okay, so Lavinia like loops her arm with his a little bit, as you know, she starts kind of humming the song mm-hmm. that um, she heard. Okay. Uh, and then uh, as, as she's dragging this guy kind of along with her and stumbling, and she's making it really difficult for him to lead her. Okay. He's, he's, he'll, he's making do. Like, he's doing, yeah. he's grumbling and, and bitching and moaning the whole way. But, yeah. Um, otherwise, You're pretty cute, I have to say. You can't actually see his face, but... Exactly. That's... <laughs> he just he just kind of taps you on the shoulder like you're a drunk sorority girl, and everything's fine. <laughs> like, you're going to be fine. And uh, he's like, okay, um, Thank you very much. That's yeah. very kind. And she goes on and she goes, Have you seen my friend? Um, he's short. He's tiny. Oh, yeah. Saw him over at the box elder. I did. Yep. I'll take you right there. Yep. He's right at the bar. I was uh, playing cards with Markov. It's going to be just fine this way, right here. He's na- his name is like a fish. Oh, yeah. Like a fish. I don't know his name, but uh, small guy. Yeah. Saw him. Saw him. No problem at all. He's just, and he, he's very clearly just saying, playing along no yeah, matter what. Yeah. You know for sure. You, you're utterly certain he's just playing along with yeah, you at this point. Yeah. So once the two of you are a 
couple blocks away. The camera flashes back to the alleyway. Moonlight overhead, casting some strange shadows in the alleyway. Full one full moon, the seer, the fortune half. And uh, he steps a few feet forward. He's like, so I gotta tell ya, I really would like that bit of uh, that position you and your little friend took from me. And I know who you are. They might not, but I do. I saw you stumbling up the stairs like you're drunk. You're not as good an actress as you think you are. Now give it back right now. And you see him pull a blade out from underneath his robe, glinting in the moonlight. Give it back, or I'm going to take something else. Your head. Well, there's no need for, for that. I mean, we're all... Roll for initiative. Oh, same side here. I thought I was helping by getting rid of one. You are? No, you got rid of one. That was great. Jeff trying to kill three people. Yeah, he's finally going to get his wife. It took all this time. Irwin's the only one who's safe. He's like, do 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 Wow, look at that. Oh, a wonderful moon tonight. Yeah, rocking around the Christmas tree. Do 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 do. All right. Uh... What do you got? 13. Unfortunately, he will go first. Okay. I am so stressed. Okay. <laughs> Just keep drinking. Oh, you I did drink. slow down. Okay. You gotta drink. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's gonna step forward with one APA to get right up and engaged with you. Going right after your arm. And with a five, he will successfully hit you. And she doesn't get AP till it's her turn in the round? That's correct. Oh. Mm-hmm. You will take nine points of damage as he slashes this long blade. It's more than a knife, less than a big sword of some kind. I'm not sure exactly. Slashes it right across your arm, cutting through some of your clothing. You can feel it actually cut through your skin slightly, and a, and a bit of warmth begin to, to permeate around your shoulder. What would you like to do? How much bigger is he than me? Uh, he would. You would probably put him more like Erwin... Than like bear, so five ten to six foot around there, something like that. Am I the tallest now? No, bear's the tallest. How tall are you? Twenty feet tall. Yeah, <laughs> he's a nephilim. Pretty sure. Rounded down. Basically giant. I'm six two. I think that's the same. Mm-hmm. I get check. I, I always assume you're like six five. <laughs> well, it, I get the max like automatically. Okay. Do you wear heels? <laughs> Do I wear heels? <laughs> I think Pla- you should. Pla- you heard me. boots. <laughs> but do you weigh 253 pounds? We're stalling for you, so once you know what you want to do, we're just chit-chatting. So I'm going to say I, I don't have what you're looking for. He very clearly knows who you are, tracked you. That's probably not going to... And at this point, he, he you, you would surmise that you have two choices. Fight him or flee. But the idea of trying to talk him down is just not going to work at this point. Yep. You're pretty convinced of that. You have three AP. What do you want to do? Use all of them for running. Okay. So you're going to let him get an attack to run away? And where can she run? Isn't there like another guy? No. He went The away other guy was drunk. escorting drunk, uh, drunk Lavinia away. So you can run back that way. But are you, are you in fact running? Yes. So it does invoke an opportunity attack. Mm-hmm. And with a 29, we'll hit. Eek. That's 10 points of damage. Eek. We just got healed. Really? <laughs> oh, we don't worry. So much money. She's not going to need healing when she's dead. <laughs> Technically speaking, I'm still lightly wounded. I'm not very good at healing. Okay, so what is your total movement? How far can you get? So I have 10 movement. Okay. So if I'm running... Oh, it gives you plus three damage threshold, by the way, running. And what did you hit me for? Ten? Ten. What's your, what's your damage threshold? Mm, plus three only puts me in a nine. So it still hit you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you still moved down a step? I sure did. Okay. Do you need to roll for a wound? Yeah, what, what step are you at? Do you got to roll for a wound? Oh, yes. I know, it's been a while. Both times I needed to. Okay, so go ahead and roll. Both times. So you were lightly wounded as well? Oh, God. Yes, I was lightly wounded. and So, so I've rolling gone down for injury. To, I did for both. Okay. You're good? Yeah. Okay. 
five is good, right? Five is good. You five need is a good. six. Yeah, I did a two and a five, so I'm fine. The second time you would have had to roll two d6s. Though. Oh, sorry. Still fine. Okay. All right, for now. And so running is movement times three? Yes. Yes. So I have movement of ten. Okay. So it's 30. All right. He will then... Yeah, I was already pretty damaged, <laughs> and I'm by myself, so I'm not really looking to... Me and my shiv do a whole lot. Yeah, I'm not really sure how I fight yet. So. <laughs> well, you get right uh, now. You, you fight get some with special stuff, some special rules for you. You, you yeah. you've been studying. You've had like two more. <laughs> throw like glass bottles at people or something. You'll not see. Quite. Let's not let's not spoil. Whatever happens, I mean, bear will never see it. Yeah. So you move thirty feet, right? Thirty yards. Thirty yards. Excuse me. Sorry. Okay. He will go ahead and just give chase. Can't quite get all the way to you, though. You certainly have a... Uh, have a yeah, so we'll go ahead and switch into chasing at this point. So I'll give you your head start plus three. So go ahead and now, yeah, we'll, we'll shift out of combat and we'll make this into a quick chase scene. Okay. Uh, three rounds. Uh, you'll have a plus three a head start bonus as the, ch- as the one being chased. Uh, and then we will see how it goes. Uh, so go ahead and roll a d10. Add your movement. 12. All right. And then I get a plus three on top of that. So 15 is your okay. pursuit value. Yeah, you did not catch up. Rolled a one. I rolled a two. At this point, as you round the corner out of the alleyway, you're onto one of the main streets. Uh, there's a little bit light. You can see that there's some dwindling lamplight in some of the street lamps uh, that's giving a little bit of uh, vision. Are you staying on the main road? Or are you darting down a side alley? What do you want to do? I'll probably stay on the main road. All right. So, you st- so you're heading, and he's right behind you. You don't see anyone else on the streets currently. Um, go ahead and roll your, your D10 round. Do I still get my plus three? No, only in the first round. 18. Okay. And he is continuing to give chase. As you look over your shoulder, you can see that you're definitely putting distance between you and him, and you're getting away. One more one more round really quick. 14. Okay. Yeah, you've you have completely outran him, and you can hear him cursing, and he shouts, "I know where you sleep," and then you kind of dart around a corner, and he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too dark for him to see you flipping him the bird, but that's fine. Okay, Lavinia, they take you all the way over to the uh, to the box elder, mm-hmm. and he just kind of opens the door, pushes you in, really unceremoniously. <laughs> He's in there somewhere, and he turns around and leaves you like the saloon door is kind of slapping you in the ass as uh, yeah. as they come back. Which is totally fine with Lavinia. Okay. All right. So, Coder, excuse me, Urban, uh, you said you wanted to go back about a half an hour later. Yeah, I wanted to see if there's any drag marks uh, around the building leading away from it. Go ahead and roll a uh, an awareness test. Uh, make this challenging. Pass. She's zooming. I know what I'm good at, and I know what I'm not good at. <laughs> All right, so Urban, as you're as you go back and probably wait in the, in the shadows for a few minutes just to make sure nobody else is coming back, you remember the intervals with which people were leaving, and you start looking around um, as carefully as you can. Do you get a, a lamp light or torch or anything like that to give you extra vision? Uh, yeah, I okay. can do that. And as you do, you do in fact notice that there are drag marks. Uh, one looks to be someone has been dragging like maybe a, a, a deer of some kind you're not really sure but as you think about it you're like it's probably yeah, it's, it's probably bear he's a pretty big dude uh, but then you do see that those drag marks abruptly stop and then you can see what you would surmise are probably wagon or cart something like that you can see wheels ruts uh in the somewhat cold ground it's not super noticeable it's not muddy or rainy but yeah. it's kind of a hard kicked ground a little bit like i said this this the, the the roads in this place are part cobblestone part, part just you know just just rock and whatnot but you can see that you can surmise that the two of them are probably thrown in a cart and taken somewhere no direction i just know that they're like no no you can you can see them like they're very faint but if you're careful and you keep the light out and you're gonna be moving slowly but you can probably track them yeah uh i'm gonna track like the direction that they're mm-hmm. going and then like go down an alley and look around and then go. okay yeah just like every so often yeah and as you do it's taking you kind of east north east northeasternly you pass by a couple places familiar to you blacksmith warden's barracks 
periodically you you duck into the alley hide every now and then you hear voices of somebody you see like a couple people pass they don't seem to be dressed like these group of rebel rebels or anything like that i'm gonna make sure to take off my cloak by the way yeah okay and eventually you see that the carts the carts wheels go right up to the eastern gate they go outside and as you go up to the gate, you can see a couple wardens step in front of you, and they say, "Aye, right, no leaving. Wait till dawn." Yes, sir. And I'll just turn around and go back to Loudon's. Okay. The fort was eastern, right? Uh, northeast, yeah, up the coast. The remember that the prison and the fort were the two main <laughs> things to the east. Yeah. The farmland, An the abbey. abbey, and then Aphon's refuge are the main things to the west. Okay, so you head back. Where do you go, Sophia? Less circuitously back to Loudon's. Okay. Like, I'm not going to give up kind of the lead that I had. Okay. Well, if I remember correctly, the Doc Quelly was part of the uh, town hall meeting. That's correct. She was one of the people. She was banging the gavel. It was the Doc Quelly, the guy who has the box elder. Mm-hmm. Markov. Markov. Um, the guy who speaks for the governor who was, Jonas a, who was a jerk. Yeah. And then there was one other person. There were two there. other people. Oh. There's one that you didn't recognize. Yeah. Lavinia would have known, but you guys didn't really bring it up. But there's one that you didn't recognize. It was a woman. And then the other person you recognized was uh, Ralph Wilhelms, uh, the, the, the warden the lieutenant warden. you guys met. You've, you've had run-ins with. Okay. Okay. So eventually, the two of you head back. Camera cuts. And I would like... Chovy and Bear to please roll bar- uh, toughness test. Excuse me. Toughness test toughness. standard. Pass. Okay. Uh, what did? What is your degrees of success? Eight. Hella success. Roll a 15. Okay. I needed like a 70. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Okay. Would you roll there? Roll an eight. <laughs> Damn. I need 41. 51. Anyone? Okay. Uh, Chovy, you wake up first. and But moments later, Bear also you. Oh, that moonshine's hitting me hard still. Wait, what's today? Oh. You guys hear each other. You don't see each other. And the minute you say something, you hear, quiet. And then someone smacks you in the head, and you can decide what you want to do. Because you apparently are hooded or bound as you start to move your arms your hands don't come free. You feel very cold, and you hear a kind of a clopping of a horse, and a kind of movement of wheels. Am I like laying down? Or? Yeah, you guys are, are stuffed uncomfortably. You would just surmise in the back of a cart or a wagon of some kind. Open air. Try to sit up. Like, oh, I'm getting motion sick. Try to like sit up. And you feel a big meaty paw slam you back down, and then just some heavy instrument slap, slam you upside your head and you are knocked unconscious once again. What do you want to do? Uh, where are we going, guys? Where are we dropping? <laughs> soon. We'll be there soon, sweetheart. Sweetheart. I just like saying sweetheart. It's not Christina. It's not Christina. Wait, where did Christina <laughs> so you said we're heads are covered. So we Yes, know. you're hooded. You can hear people talking. Okay. I'll just listen in for now. See if okay. Can have your weasel thing bite through your roof. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you would have had Gretel. They did frisk you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure exactly what would have happened. You've got you to keep better track of her, I think. I think it's yours, but she's dead. She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time he's killed yeah. one. Gretel's it wouldn't be the first time he kills yeah, a weasel. Okay. So you, you listen for a while, and you can, you can hear some... Some basic conversation. Roll an awareness test. Uh, you can roll it at uh, at standard. No, I failed. Yeah, it it sounds like it sounds like the parents from a Peanuts cartoon. Like, after a little while longer, the cart comes to a stop, and they you can feel someone just kind of. Like a bad dog, pluck you up from the from like the scruff of your neck, just gonna reach you up, just carries you for a bit, and then just drops you onto it. Feels like kind of hard, rocky ground, cold. You can feel 
a lot of like cold, cold winds just kind of whipping around you, and you can hear them grunting as they're trying to lift, you would imagine, bear mm-hmm. out of this cart, and you can hear drag noises, uh, boots scraping across rock that sells. It's very hard ground. It's kind of uh, kind of jagged to some degree. Uh, and yeah, it's just winds just whipping around. Alright guys, enough of this joke. We get it. What's happening? And you you hear something in the distance as well. Something underneath the, the winds. It's like thunder, maybe? And you think for a second, you listen a little closer and you can hear what sounds like waves. And at that, the hood is pulled off of your head and you're looking right at this lamp light. It's just this, this lamp just being held, this oil lamp being held right in front of you. You kind of have to turn your eyes a little bit just because of the brightness of the light. They pull it back and you can see on the ground next to you in that kind of a little heat. It's the body of Bear. They pull the head, they pull the, the hood off his head. They pull his head <laughs> oh, away, oh, right <laughs> off. Really strong. And they kind of slap a little bit and they chuck a little water from a canteen on his face and eventually Bear, you wake up kind of gargling. And you can see, standing in front of you, are four individuals. Three of whom you recognize from the meeting. One is the main speaker. One was the blue cloaked and robed figure, who the feminine shape that whispered something to him at one point. Is she the rat that told on us? Possibly. Gotta be careful using those words, rat. Oh. <laughs> One is a very tall very needy looking individual uh, and then one is another figure that just looks again fairly big but you're not really sure exactly but they're all still cloaked and hooded and the one holding the lantern is one of these these big these big figures that with a big meaty right right palm just kind of slaps you kind of gently against the sides of your cheeks and you're like little guy little one and grabs your head the top and just spins it around and as you look behind you you can see that you are about one yard away from the edge of a cliff he drags you a little bit closer to the edge and holds your head over the cliff so you can look down and it's it's a long way down it's very dark it's moonlight you can kind of see what looks to be waves you have to be at least 100 to 200 yards up on a cliff somewhere is there a uh, falling damage in this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You're you're pretty certain if you were to fall, there's no coming back from that. And I'm saying that not just as Chovy, I'm saying that to you, Lon. Oh, yeah. Okay. You don't know him. Uh, you answer the questions wrong, you go for a little trip. You got me? Yeah. What about you, big one? You got me? Yep. I don't do good with heights. So they drag you to the point where you guys are both on your knees, got your arms bound behind you, you're kind of standing up. I don't know how strong your core is, but you might be struggling to, to stay, you know, kind of stay upright. But you realize that if you, even just a little bit of a movement, you might get kicked over. And uh, the two big figures step to either side, both of them holding lamps. And you can see the, the main speaker steps forward. This is an interesting evening you have provided us tonight. Very curious who now found your way to our private club meeting. Very curious indeed. I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to listen very carefully to your answers. If I don't like what I hear, my friends here will, well, they will take care of you. Do you understand? Loud and clear. Yes. So the figure s- kind of walks a little bit towards you, stops about a yard away, and just squats down like a, like a catcher in a baseball game. Picks up a little bit of rock, chucks it over the edge, just as if to make an extra point. Do I hear it hit anything? It takes a while, but no, you can't. It was a small pebble. Oh. <laughs> when you hear a big bell ring at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> My first question, how did you find us? Uh... A code of sorts from, from a note. Yeah, we were uh, looking for, like I said earlier, before I got conked, we were, came here looking for someone, 
and he had like the same kind of book in his belongings with like secret meetings and codes and stuff and then I think Toby got his hands on like a current one and we were like hey maybe we could find the guy we're looking for and that we, we didn't find him I see hmm. do you recall where you found this code uh, I didn't find it I don't know yes, I was uh, drinking uh, a, a large beard fella he dropped the book and we picked this note aloud and, and deciphered it. I see. A lot of large bearded men here. Very hard to narrow that down. Tell me, you said you hoped to accomplish something, find someone at our meeting. What was that? Who was Who? that? Who? Yes. Uh, Gabriel? Ring a bell? Is he affiliated with you? Doesn't. doesn't oh, you guys don't really know names. Never mind. I forgot it's all secret. So that's kind of... Didn't think that one through. You hear a little chuckle. <laughs> we didn't really know very what went on, so... Very funny. Very funny indeed. Gabriel. And why are you here for this person? As uh, a job we got hired for. Wow. Yeah. There weren't many jobs for the picking, so... Sure, sure. It's kind of... Went with what we got. Difficult time in the monarchy for folks like yeah. you. But when I've been here, it's like jobs left and right. This place is amazing. Mm. Yes. This place is amazing. Well, not More this than cliff, you realize. Mm. And what is it you want with this uh, person, this Gabriel? Great question. Yes. We're supposed to bring him back, I believe. Mm. Get some closure with his father. It's very touching. He's very worried. It's very touching indeed. Our... You two are very brave men to uh, wander into a very suspicious, difficult to find, very small, close-knit society, all to find a stranger. Do you even know this man? Are you friends with this man? We don't know much about him. Only what no. we've told. You're we've only met a few people that actually knew him. It's like uh, Loudon and it's some lumber lady. Mm. I know of the man. Either you are very desperate for money, you are very foolish, or you are lying to me, and that your aims here are more than you lead on. We have the box, right, with the letter? We can show him that, if he doesn't believe us. It was in a chest on the cart in town, next to Loudon. I thought he had all the money. It's in a I'll chest. Carry it, though. It's in a chest that's very heavy that's probably bigger Never than mind. him. It's in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he carries it up his ass. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that someone has asked or we would have needed this letter for someone to say, hey, I'm going to take this with me, but that's where it has been kept in the past. Never mind. We don't have it. <laughs> I'm glad it's you consulted with that <laughs> random voice. <Yeah. laughs> Whoever that was coming God. <sighs> what do you think? I should do with the two of you? It's a very complicated question, don't you think? I mean, you we could put can, us to use. <laughs> yeah, we can be useful. Can you? We do all sorts of odd jobs. Oh, what are your skills? Um, mine, mostly Clearly hard labor. Clearly, it's not finding people. Touche. Hard labor, interesting. Yeah, you are at a labor colony. There are many people who have that skill, but you're right, it's not... It's not without its uses. What about you? Uh, investigating. Mm. Investigating. You're not very good at it, I fear. So, why should I not allow my two very large, very angry, very cold and impatient friends who want to be back in their beds with the warmth of their hearts why should I keep them from pushing you over this cliff? Because you see, you're right, I, I could make use of you, but I, I just don't know you. My first impression of you are two individuals who knows their way into a meeting that, well, they just did not belong. Do you have any conspirators? Working with That's you. a big word. 
others like yourselves? Or is it just the two of you that have come here? Of course we came with a party. And they let you come to this secret meeting all by yourselves. Uh, they let us, kinda. Kind he was the one that someone else like deciphered it for us. Oh. The brain, the guy. He's like, hey, it's over there. And so he deciphered it, and then the two of you infiltrated the meeting. Yeah, we're the experts. <laughs> yes. All by yourselves. No, not by ourselves. Of course they came with. They did. Others. Very interesting. Yeah, they'll probably be worried if we don't show up again and might say something they shouldn't. Interesting. Intimidation is a very curious tactic. Wait, I wasn't <laughs> trying to be hostile. It's okay. You said it. I was saying, that's... Yeah. So... How many were there with you? And this other code breaker, you said? Oh, you know, just three of them. Three. Uh, and what are their names? Well, should we include... Sophia. Bruno? Sophia. Excellent. And what does she look like? Like me, but female. female. <laughs> She's a halfling. No, she's a, a gnome. Uh, no, excellent, excellent, yes. Um, Do you look alike? <laughs> are there others? What are the other two? Please. Uh, it's very important. Uh, wins like the leader guy. He keeps the old band together. Mm-hmm. No man left behind. Yeah. And, and, and which one is he? What, is, what does he look like? Uh, dark skin. Dark skin, excellent. Uh, it's all very helpful. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what color is your hair? Does he want like? I'll just give him the basic description. Okay. So as you describe, you describe Lavinia as well. Uh, she's not really in. Did she come? She did come. Uh, she's not really on our job though. Yeah, it's some other town lady that decided to come with us. We don't really know her too well. We could. Uh, I imagine her. I've been here quite some time. Name? I might, I, I might have met her. Ah, uh, it's like Vinya or something like that. Lavinia. She's not. She don't live in the town, though. I know who it is. You speak. I did not think that she was interested in the politics of the town. Did she get an invite before? No, she. Or how do you get an invite? Well, unfortunately. Uh, it's something I don't think uh, either the two of you will ever need to know. Yes. You see him stand up, and he walks away from you, and he consults with the blue-robed figure, the dark blue-robed figure, and they step closer to the cart, and the two other figures stand next to you, and one of them's just like, Oh, gold knight. I don't know if that was the right answer or not. <laughs> Just kind of laughing at you. <sighs> They're cool. They're pretty flexible. To you, go ahead and roll awareness test standard. 96. Pass. Jovi, you watch as the two that are over by the cart, the robe figure, the man, the speaker, continuing to have their conversation. You see them whistle, and one of the two of the large figures standing on the lamp next to you runs over to them. The other one stands with you. Looking, stepping in front of both of you, just kind of staring at you. And you can peer around him a little bit, and you can see that the other guy, whoever it was, the other tall figure, starts to unhook one of the one of the horses. It takes a few minutes from the cart, and it seems that the speaker and that robed figure are in a very heated conversation. If you're worried about them, we can... I'm just here to make sure when my leader here says to push you over... Oh, that's a different guy. ...that I'll get to push you over. Yeah, this is just the muscle. Oh. But, Jovi, as you're watching, you can see that they kind of detach one of the horses from the cart. And that robed feminine figure hops on top of the horse. And with a last word kind of going through some sort of weird machinations with their hands, 
and you can see the most peculiar thing is underneath their hood. You see these two pink lights, little flames, just begin to ignite from within the darkness. Eyes, and that figure gallops on that horse away from away from this little area. Moments later, the speaker, the other bit of muscle, come back. I guess my final question to you all is, you say you can be of use to me, but yet without any real serious skills, this other person is the code breaker, the, the brains of the operation. You, young one, small one, are the investigator who has, seems to have a terrible time investigating, and although you have a very strong frame about you, I feel as if I can find labor just fine without you. So I'm just not sure if the two of you who are so willing to give up the identity of your friends are suited for a secret rebellious operation in need of great secrecy and loyalty. I fear that I fear that this is something of an impasse for me. Well, you guys would find out sooner or later. I mean, we're always together in that group. Mm, it wouldn't true. be too hard to figure out who that's we've been with. We're all staying in the same room. Yes. We just cut to the chase, come clean. That's what we got, play our cards. Hmm. That's an interesting point. What is your... Uh, burger. Your, your burger. And what is what are how many chaos and order rings do you have? What, what's higher? Uh, order order by one. Okay, uh, I would like you to go ahead somehow and make a challenging charm test. Ooh. I got uh, I rolled a thirty-five and I needed a oh I didn't never mind. Would you like to use fortune point? Uh, yeah. Is it is it just him? Or is Chovy doing anything to help with it? Uh, you're not going to ask Chovy for that. At willpower instead of fellowship. Can you do that since you're closer? Uh, that's even worse. 95. Awesome. You make an excellent point, my But it's just not a point that I'm in the balance of things that seems to be in your favor. And he snaps. And one of the dudes steps forward. And Chovy, you watch as he pushes Bear off the cliff. Kind of grab them. You, your hands are tied behind your I back. Saw fingers. Yeah, but your hands are tied behind your back. Oh, with my legs. He's <laughs> <laughs> desperate to not go off that cliff. Sorry. No bear. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Moments later, um, the sh- shouting of of bear just stops, and they walk up to you and they said, "Oh, he put up such an excellent argument." You put it, nothing at all. And they just kind of kick you off the cliff as well. You could suck my little child! <laughs> <laughs> and that is the end of this episode.